podcast is back. It's been a minute since we were here, uh, and uh, but now we are back in the saddle, almost version 2.0 of the Kingdom Business Podcast, and I'm pumped for it. Uh, obviously, you know, COVID, people's diaries, my office was, we were separated as a team. I didn't see my team for a bunch of weeks. Uh, then we moved offices uh, and, a, and a bunch of those reasons meant that we kind of hit pause a little bit on the show and we weren't consistent, but now we are. Uh, we're settled, we've got the new studio, we've got a much bigger team and so forth. You know, one of the things that I think some people forget is I'm actually the the, the, the COO, I'm the CEO and the COO, the Chief Operating Officer of actual businesses. This is not my full-time gig making a podcast. This is just something that I do for fun because it's my assignment, because it's what I want to do, because I enjoy it. Um, and I believe that it helps a lot of people in advancing the kingdom. And so, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually running operationally, a, you know, a, a growing coaching company, a, a large marketing agency, a boutique you know, property development business and a, and a bunch of other things. So, so I'm in that and I do this uh, when, you know, when I can fit it in. But my commitment is that this 2.0 version of the Kingdom Business Post- Podcast is going to be bigger and it's going to be better. Um, one of the main differences, I'm actually going to be bringing the sharpest minds that I can find and interview them because I want, I want their knowledge, I want their skill set, I want their revelation for you guys, my faithful audience. Right, so not it's like I'm probably going to do like every second one will be me teaching from scripture uh, and thoughts around business and scaling up and 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 advancing the kingdom and using business to do that, um, and then the other ones I'm going to bring these people and I'm going to be bringing people that are like really successful in business, possibly people that have had massive challenges in business, um, all different sectors, um, people that have you know real breakthrough stories. But I'm also going to branch outside of business, business and bring you know, mindset people and, and health and, and wellness kind of people to the table because I want to interview them and I want to dig out their revelation so that you guys can have it as well. So that's a little bit about how Kingdom Business Podcast 2.0 is going to look moving forward. It's going to be dropping in uh, on, on most of the channels. We've got, we'll go to YouTube. We'll go to uh, a podcast, Apple Podcasts. We'll go to Google Podcasts. Um, and possibly some other places, but it'll be dropping Aussie time, 6 a.m. every single Monday morning. So for the US, that'll be mid-afternoon on a Sunday, but for us uh, down under, it'll be 6 a.m. dropping, and you'll have your morning hit of inspo on your way to work on the first day of the week. All right, so I, like, what do you cover on the first one back? Like we've done, we've done like 250 episodes over the last six years, right? You know, in, in different flavors. Like, like, what do you come back with? Well, the only answer I could come up with is, what am I hearing a lot at the moment? What am I hearing from our clients and our people? And when I go to events and speak, what am I hearing? And so, uh, so one of the things that I'm hearing a lot at the minute is this sense of confusion. So I want to talk into what it looks like to be called and anointed for business. All right. This, this, this common confusion, like I, I meet people that are like, I'm having a good day. I'm having a bad day. I'm like, OK, well, that's I don't know why you'd ever have a bad day, by the way. I mean, you can have a bad five minutes, but don't waste a whole day on, on being bad. You know, that I, I meet these people who are like, I'm sure that I'm called to business. And then I see them like a week later. I'm really not sure if I'm called to business. And then and then then they get a win. So they're like, I'm called. And then they have a loss. And so they're like, I'm not sure that I'm called to business. I'm like, it it just can't be that way. 
I want you to get to the point where you are 100% secure and convinced and focused that you are called and anointed for business. You know, one of the things that you don't have to look too far to work out, you know, people say, oh, I don't know that I am. I'm like, are you in business? Yes. Well, is God sovereign or not? Like, like he got you there or he didn't. And so, you know, I, I think one of the interesting things is the Lord can take us, put, ex- put us exactly where he wants us, and then we spend our time wrestling whether it was right. You know, like, like, like just the fact that the Lord was able to take you out of work and put you in business or, you know, whatever your scenario is, he got you on the tracks of having a product and a service and a business and, and a desire to build a business. He got you to that point. So if he's prepared to put you there, then you may not need to wrestle too much with that. Um, unless, of course, you're more fighting for your plan than his. All right, so let, let's talk about this, right? You know, these people that are like wishy-washy. And, and, and by the way, they're not, they're not wishy-washy. Christians, they're just wishy-washy in, uh, you know, in their focus. And, and they're not purposed and they're not sure in their heart about what it should be. You know, and I see these people that are like, oh, I'm just not sure that I'm called to business. I, you know, I think I'm called to preach. And I'm like, okay, but, 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 but really, like, we've got lots of those. And, um, and, and so, you know, if you're in business, don't think the grass is greener over the other side. Or people are like, oh, this is too hard. Um, I'm just going to go and serve on the chairs ministry at church, you know, and put the chairs out beforehand, which means I don't have to talk to anybody. I'm like, no, 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 we, we've got to stop this confusion. Um, and we've, we've just got to get, purposed in our heart that I am called and anointed for business. We're going somewhere, so stay with me. All right. Um, I'll tell you my story. Just and, and, and if you've been around my world a little bit, you may have heard this before. But here's my story. So I came to Christ in 2004. And I come from a family that doesn't have, that, that there's nobody in my family tree as far back as I can see that ever had a true relationship with Christ. They, they might have justified going to church three times or something like that in their life but they but they never they never had that walked out relationship with Christ so so for me I had no frame of reference I went from I have no idea who God is to I'm radically saved on one particular day in 2004 but it was really interesting because I was a business person before I was ever a Christian so and and let me be clear like I was a business person in the world which meant that I thought that it was all about me all about what I can get out of it you know that that if you cross moral boundaries and rip people off it's kind of the way you did it so it's no big deal that was pre-Christian then I became a Christian and and uh, and I just poured into the scriptures and I read God's way of trading and I realized it was nothing like the world around me and so I set about learning God's way of doing business right which is why I'm here today to talk about it because I just love the dichotomy the, the that, you know, the fallen world of, of corruption and the way that we can go tackle it, right? When we are called and anointed to business, we can go tackle those problems and bring the opposite spirit and show the world uh, not only a better way of trading, but, but we can point back to Jesus. So, so I'm, I get saved and, and so now I've got to do business a new way and my whole identity is colliding because I've had one identity and now I've got a new one. But an, but an interesting thing happened, right? Um, I'm the kind of person where I'm incredibly passionate about anything I'm into, right? So, so when I commit to something, I, I commit to something, right? Like I'm, like I'm reading about it and I'm learning about it and I'm studying it and I'm trying to experience everything in it and, I'm, and, I'll, and I'll go to war for it, you know, and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll fight for it and those kind of things. That, that's just part of my nature. And so, um, and so I've got this massive zeal for, for Christ, for his kingdom, for his bride. And, you know, this is early days in 2004, 5, 6, when I'm, 
or I'm just I'm just like all in, but no real understanding like of the Lord and the marketplace. Like that took me years to kind of gather, but just a huge amount of passion. And people would say to me in those early years, I, I, I would meet, and, and this is, you know, I'm talking like, I'm talking like a hundred encounters like this, not just two or three, where people would go, and, and they meant well, they would say, oh man, you're so anointed, you're going to build a massive church, or, oh, you know, that passion you've got for the kingdom, you're going to be such a great preacher. I had people that say to me, hey, listen, we've got to nurture this salvation and this gift that you've got, you know, we're going to get you through Bible college, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you in the kids ministry, and when you're good at that, we'll get you to, you know, this, and then we'll get you to associate pastor, and then, you know, then we'll get you to your own church, and uh, anyway, they all meant well, because they saw this passion, but every single time they would say those things to me, a, a bit of me felt like it was dying. I was like, no, 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 I, like, like, I don't want to do that. Like, and, and it really confused me back in the day because I had all these people that I would say, you know, and they did have the right intention. They just didn't have the best frame of reference. But, and they were kind of corralling me into a call to full-time ministry and it wasn't what I felt the Lord was saying to me at all. And so here's, here's how the story unfolds, right? I, I, I'm confused. I'm like, I'm like, God, I love business. I love trading. I love being with unsaved people. I love being in the marketplace. I love inventing products. I love selling. I love making a profit. I love financials, right? I love investing. I love leadership. I love this. But all these people are telling me the best thing I can do in my life is to cl- climb the church ladder and, and become a pastor. And so I literally, on this one particular time, it was about 2006, I've been saved a couple of years. I was at this Pentecostal church and, and it was a, a wonderful place. I met my wife there, it was a wonderful place. But I was really confused and I got to the point where I was frustrated. And so there was this um, itinerant preacher that was coming to do like a three-day conference or something like that. His name was Jimmy Mutebi from Africa. I didn't know Jimmy, it didn't really mean anything, but, but I remember saying to the Lord, I, I was tearing myself apart trying to work out, Lord, what have you calling me to here? Are you calling me to business or are you calling me to ministry? Like I, like I, I, and, and so I said to the Lord, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on a three-day fast. Friday night church is, is when we, this, this minister's coming to do this anointing service, Friday night church. It was like Tuesday, Wednesday, I was like, that's it. I'm going on a fast between now and Friday night. And, I'm, and, and I say to the Lord, I'm laying the whole lot down and you're going to speak to me on Friday night. And here was the question I put to the Lord. Am I called to business or am I called to ministry? That was my question. And so for the next three days, I didn't you know, eat. I, was, I committed the whole thing to the Lord. I hadn't quite worked out that you couldn't have a downward face. I was pretty miserable and hungry. And, but I, I was, and I was negotiating with the Lord for three days. I, oh, this is, this is the conversation I was saying to the Lord. I said, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'll do it. If you call me to business, I'll do it. If you call me to ministry, I'll do it. And then I would go negotiating. But if you call me to ministry, Lord, I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to do it. But I'll hate it, but I'll do it for you because I love you and I'm passionate about you, but I don't really want to do it, but I'll do it. That, that was the conversation. All right, so as the three days evolves, we get to church on the Friday night. I'm pumped up, hungry, uh, you know, because I'm about to not only get a word from the Lord, but I can eat soon. Church is going on. African preacher, right? So they're not into these 30-minute comfortable sermons. This guy's like two hours into his sermon and I'm starving. I want to eat the arm of the person next to me. You know, anyway, it comes time for the altar call and, you know, unrighteously, I managed to get everybody out of the way to get to the front of the line because I was starving. Anyway, Jimmy comes through and he he, he taps me on the head 
And I don't even know what he said because on my way, I was like, Lord, one word from you, one word from you, and I'll do it for the rest of my life. And I'm still negotiating. You call me to business, I'll be happy. You call me to ministry, I'll do it. But I won't. <laughs> anyway, this, he touches my head. Boom, this, this, this word echoes inside my brain. Business. Right, so I'm happy as all of a sudden. I'm like, I got what I wanted, right? And I'm, I'm walking away from the line and I'm skipping and clicking my heels as I'm running away and I'm super happy and went and ate, you know, and, 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 and I was happy. Like I was walking on, walking on clouds. And the Lord let me have that feeling for about three days before he sat me down and, and showed me that actually I couldn't have asked a more dumb question. Am I called to business or am I called to ministry? Because actually they're the same thing. One ministry looks like a church and a pulpit and an altar call and redeeming lives through, you know, through, through prayer and repentance. My ministry looked like a boardroom and a water cooler and also redeeming lives by showing the world a different way of trading and pointing people that wouldn't see the Lord back to the Lord in the marketplace and not so much in the church. And when he showed me that, I felt insanely liberated that the very thing, the very anointing that those people had seen in me in my early years could just be used in another format, in another place, in another sphere, if you like. Um, and it's just as powerful as if I was to use it inside the church. So that's the story, right? That's the story for me. And, and, and so, so how blessed am I that I had that encounter? Because from that moment onwards, I was absolutely secure in the fact that I was called and anointed to the business world. Now, you don't need to have that story. I feel like one of the reasons why I had the story is so that I could tell you the story so that you don't have to have the story, right? Here's, here's what I want to get out of this. I want all the confusion to fall by the side and I want you to start to get really, really secure in the fact that you're called and anointed for business. And I'm going to unpack some scripture and some explanation and some stories around why. But before we do that, if you're enjoying this, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. If you're watching this on the tube, hit subscribe and the bell uh, so that you'll get the alerts of all the future episodes if they come up. If you're listening to this on a podcast, do me a favor. Like, comment, share. Let's get this podcast out to as many people as we can. If you could do that for me, that would be amazing. All right. Let's, let's have a little bit of a look at some scripture. And, and I want to I point some things out because I want to deal with this confusion. Uh, I know how quickly and easily it can come up. Let's look at 1 Kings 19, 16. 1 Kings 19, 16. We're going to look here at anointing as a concept. All right, here we go. 1 Kings 19, 16 says this. Um, also, we don't really need to know the bit beforehand just to pick up on this. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, Nimshi, as king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Saphat, of Abel, you shall anoint as prophet. So catch this. Basically, he's been asked to anoint two people. You will anoint Jehu as king and Elisha as prophet. Go and anoint two people, one as king and one as prophet. I want you to go and anoint one person for the marketplace and one person for the ministry, if you want to put it in a modern day context. 
right? Jehu is the commander, he's, he's the chief, he's a king, he's referred to, it becomes king, right? So, so he's not in the vocational church of 2022, he is in the marketplace. And then you've got Elisha, who is the prophet, who almost works in the ministry, if you like. Obviously, they didn't have those words, different structures today, but you can see the difference. Now, here's what I love so much about this, is that it doesn't say, it doesn't say this, it doesn't say, now, uh, go, um, you shall anoint Jehu with a small horn of oil, and then also go and anoint Elisha, the prophet, with a large horn of oil. See, see, here's the thing that we can distill from this. There's no difference. There's no difference. There's, there's not a more important anointing and a less important anointing. And that's part of our current culture today. And, and that's what these people were pushing on me when I first got saved. In their mind, there was a hierarchy of anointing and running a church and being a preacher and being a pastor was the number one and everything was below that, which is why they tried to corral me to use my gift wisely, which in their view was being a preacher, instead of understanding that that's not where I was called, which means my anointing won't be as strong. Catch this. There is no distinction between the two. So, so where, where we can very easily get caught up in a pecking order in our mind of the best thing, you know, the, the greatest anointing is to, you know, run a mega church and, and, and preach and teach. And then everything falls in under that. You know, the anointing of the stay-at-home parent is not as high as the preacher. The anointing of the person that decides to go and run for public office and write policy to change culture is somehow not as good an anointing as if you stand in a pulpit and preach. Let me tell you, we're doing away with these lies of the devil here on this podcast because they're not serving us. They're actually pulling us apart because they are lies that come from the accuser. There is no hierarchy, there is no pecking order. They are all as valuable as each other. That is why you can be secure in the fact that you are called and anointed for business. Hopefully by now I've said it enough times and it's starting to resonate. If you feel like it's starting to pop for you, if you're realizing that actually you are called and anointed for business do me a favor in the comments below just type in there for me well first of all say it out loud and second of all type in there for me i'm called and anointed for business i'm going to see your comments in the notes because i look at them all the time and i'll be the one engaging with you in there with replies i'll be giving you high fives cheering you on because i want you to purpose in your heart that you are called and anointed for business all right so so here we are right there is no pecking order and, and we've got to do away with this. I am not saying this to try and pull down the anointing of the preacher and the pastor and the full-time minister in the vocational church. No, 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 no. I want them to increase more, more power of God, more experience. But I want us to understand that we are equal. We all need to be chasing more. I'm not trying to pull down pastors to push up business people. Not at all. Not at all. I want us both to be rising, both to be experiencing more revelation, both to be experiencing a greater sense of power, you know, and seeing those miracles working around us. We've got to all be growing. But we're all equal. We all have a role to play. We all have an equal role to play in advancing the kingdom of God. All right? So, so uh, uh, and let, let's pick some dichotomies, right? Um, just like a preacher has access um, to you know the power of God um, 
so that they can preach great messages and in the church and redeem lives, the business owner has the same power in the marketplace to redeem lives. There have been plenty of times in my life where I've bumped up against somebody, whether it be a customer, supplier, team member, colleague, friend, and then over time they've gone, what's this thing that you believe in and, and can you tell me about your God? And we sit down and some of those people give their life to the Lord and walk miraculously with him and, and some choose not to. That, that bit's not up to me. My job is to just, is, you know, is to be that person to be able to bring that. So just like a pastor has full access to God to be able to preach great sermons and redeem lives, so do I. Theirs is in the church, mine is in the marketplace. Just like the preacher is anointed to search scripture and teach new revelation to the congregation, I can search scripture and get new business models, new innovations that I can use in the marketplace. Just like the preacher, preacher's anointing will see him or her build a thriving church and influence their culture, I too, the business person too, can carry the same anointing that will put me before kings and not obscure men, right? It's the same thing. They're just different places. And so because of those things, because of what's been put on my life, I am secure in the fact that I am called and anointed for business. But how do you walk in it? And this is where the confusion comes from because it's very easy, it's very easy to, to, to let it become circumstantial. When it's really tough, you question your anointing. This is, this is easy to do, but not right. When it becomes tough, you question your anointing. When things are going well, you get really sure of your anointing. Let me tell you that that's not the way to go. In fact, I would go so far as to say to you that you don't need a strong anointing if it's not hard in front of you. The fact that things are hard in front of you and it feels like a pressing and it feels really difficult is probably a sign that you are anointed because if you weren't doing it with the power of God, you'd probably quit, right? Or maybe God wouldn't even put you in that situation. So understanding that it is actually the anointing that is the separator, but you can actually be given the gift of anointing and not walk in it. And that's where confusion lies in. See, when you're confused and you're unsure, you're actually taking all the power and the benefits of the anointing, putting them off to the side while you wrestle with something. And then ironically, you don't get to see the felt experience of being anointed, right? Because you're wrestling with it. I want you to get to the point where not only do you understand head knowledge, right? Because this is all head knowledge. Like, I want you to, to, to understand that you're called and anointed for business, but then it's got to go past head knowledge and become heart knowledge. And it gets so purposed in your heart that you never question it again, that you never question it again. And, and, and that's one of the things for me. That, that night, that night with Jimmy Mutebi in the church in about 2006 was the night that it changed for me. I purposed in my heart that that's it. Done, signed, sealed, and delivered. Now I don't need to stress about where I'm called. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe the Lord changes it one day and, and, and there's something else. I mean, I can't see it because when I look at my natural gifting, there's, there's not a huge much that I can contribute outside of business, right? I ain't going to lead worship, let me tell you that. Like, like, and I guess that's the thing about how do you walk in it. You've got to find the thing for you. And that's where your anointing will actually have its power. Remember, as you read scripture, the anointing was never for the person. It was on the person to do a task, right? So no matter who you read about, the anointing was on the person to do a task, right? It's never, you don't get anointed just so you can sit around and be anointed, right? That's, that's not the purpose of anointing. It's so that you have the extra factor you need, the kingdom of heaven backing you, to be able to go and achieve something that you can't do in your own strength, right? And I think, you know, all these people that look at busy people and say they're striving 
It's madness. The, the only way you can do this thing on your own strength is to not walk in the anointing. That, that's what it means to do it in your own. So if you take the anointing that you have access to and you don't do the thing God has for you, then you don't have the anointing. If you don't operate the anointing, then you're forced to do it in your own strength. And that's where, that's where you have all the decay that comes with trying to do it in your own strength, right? You know, the, 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 the relationship decay, right? The, the, the health decay, right? The, the burnout, the problems, okay? They are a hallmark that you're doing it in your own strength and not in the anointing. Let me try and explain to you what I mean by the anointing. It's not a feeling. It's never been a feeling for me. Right? I've been to anointing services where they try and rally a whole bunch of emotion and you get your goose flesh and your, your pimples and all those things all over you. And, and maybe, and maybe I, I, don't wanna, I, I wouldn't want to say that that's not. That's not um, one permutation of feeling the anointing. But that's, that doesn't help me tomorrow when I've got to go and bash through a problem. Right? That's where I really need the anointing. When the rubber hits the road tomorrow, I've got a problem. I need the X factor, the, the bit that I can't do, the extra bit that the Lord did for everybody through this Bible because they couldn't do it themselves. Right? Favor with people, favor with man. For, like, like making a way where there was no way. Like all of those things where the Lord opens doors for you for you to be able to step in. That's the anointing. And I need that because here I am as... You know, I, I remember not that long ago, I was hanging off the side of a building went cleaning windows for like $17 an hour. And, you know, I'm only going back to 2003 or four, you know, at that time in my life. And here I am. The only reason why I've got to build um, these size businesses, like all of the things that I've got is because of the anointing made the difference. I don't have it. I'm trying to get rid of this corrupt business world and get it out so that we can see God's way of operating here on earth. That's just a ridiculous plan. I can't do that. I can't even do 1% of 1% of 1% of that. But if I can step into the thing the Lord has for me, it'll be the anointing that makes the way because I can't do it. And that's what I want you to see. And I was just thinking about just a couple of really practical examples, small little tangibles that let you know that you're walking in your anointing and you can see them. And once you've decided to be secure in the fact that you're called and anointed for business and you walk in it and you, and you do the thing God has for you, which is when your anointing is on you the strongest, then you start to see it. And when you see it, you believe it even more. And then you're ruined because you can never go back, right? Then if you feel like you're not anointing, all you've got to do is say, I'm not doing the thing the Lord has for me. And as soon as you get back to the thing the Lord has for you, the anointing will be there and it'll make a way for you, right? So... So I'll give you an example, right? There have been many, many times, for example, we hire venues, conference centers, convention centers, things like that. And I was just thinking the other day, like, like they'll be like, you know, maybe we hold an event on a, on a Friday and then we'll say to them, oh, can we, can we get in on a Thursday night? Nope, never, never. We never let anybody in, like, no. And then they'll be like, well, well, well actually, actually, I'll just get you in there so that you can have a bit of a look around and then... You know, and, and it's just that favor that the Lord softened the heart of the person and, and we were able to get something that they're so hard and fast on. I, I, I know that there have, been, there have been staff members that have joined our organization because they're attracted to it. Like I can run CCAD and CCAD and CCAD and CCAD and qualify a 19-step recruitment process and you need those things. But there are times that you learn to spot that this person comes out of nowhere and they are perfect for the role. That's the anointing right? The Lord's made a way for them to be drawn near. They see something and they join the team, right? You've got to be able to spot those things. There have been sales opportunities that I've done in my life where I've sold things to people and I'll be sitting across the desk from somebody 
who is umming and ahhing and they'll say things like, no, I never ever make a decision on the day, I always need to think about it. And then five minutes later they say, you know what, I never normally do this, but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and, and, and do this bit of business. See, it's the anointing, it's making a way, right? And when you can start to see those little practical things like that, you realize I am on task. I am living out my calling and my anointing for business because I'm in this to advance the kingdom of God. And when you get to that point, you become unstoppable. If you're liking this, do me a favor, hit subscribe, hit the bell. If you're on the podcast, like, comment, share. It would mean the world to me if you would do that. I say all of that because I want you to get to the point where you live it in such a way that there is no more confusion. I want you to take the lies that have come from the father of lies and put them to the side. The confusion of like, I'm not sure if I am, if I'm not, if I'm yes, should I do this, should I do this? Listen, listen, I want you to walk in that anointing and so do you and so does the Lord. And so the way to do that is first and foremost, you need to be doing the task which the macro task for every single one of us is to advance the kingdom of God in the marketplace. That's the macro. If you just start focusing on that, right, which means that you have to focus on the kingdom with a big K and not the kingdom with a little K, right? You can seek, you can seek things for yourself second, right? You can seek nice things for yourself second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, but you cannot seek them first. Right? As you know, the scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God. By implication, you're allowed to seek things, second, third, fourth, fifth for yourself, but you've got to seek first again. If you, if you just, out of, this, out of this podcast, if you just get that, that you need to start to realign, that you go into work, you do the thing, you pay the price, you scale up, you deal with the pain. If you do, for, for number one, because I want to build a business that advances the kingdom on earth, in number one, if you just do that, then there'll be an anointing that makes a way for you that you could not achieve by yourself. And when you walk in it, all confusion will go by the wayside because you'll start to see it unfolding in front of you. And then, and then you'll be secure that you are called and anointed for business. All right. Well, that's our first podcast topic. I hope you enjoyed it. I guess, what do I need from you? I need you to subscribe and like and hit the bell and those sort of things. I've asked for that multiple times. But I just want you to share the show. I just want you to share the show. And, and if I've talked about that and I've hit something inside your heart, even if I've piqued your interest, you've got to start speaking it out right now. Right? The, one of the ways to deal with the confusion and the lies is just to start to speak out what you want to see. Right? Not in a name it, claim it, I mean just start to speak out. I am called and anointed for business. I'm called and anointed for business. I'm called and anointed for business. Say it and say it and say it again. Say it right now, whoever you are, right? Even with you with people, like it'll start a conversation. Say, I'm called and anointed for business. You've got to start saying it. You start saying it, you'll start to reprogram because the, the father of lies has been putting confusion in you every seven minutes for the last 10 years. You need to start to combat it by speaking it out. Now, let me tell you, if you're speaking it out right now, if I've touched a point inside of you, if I'm speaking to your spirit, do me a favor and put in the comments I am called and anointed for business we're gonna push back against the lies of the enemy and you're gonna start to speak it you're gonna start to believe it you're gonna start to see it and then you will never ever look back all right it's been a delight hanging out with you like subscribe share the show that would mean the world to me and we'll be back next week with another episode bless you